Hello everyone, it is 2 o'clock on Saturday, September 30th. This is David Montague and this is the first episode of Damn It, my first podcast. I'm really, really excited. I've never done anything like this before. Um, I've done radio shows, but nothing that I could really distribute and kind of make my own. I always had guests and everybody else on the radio show, but this is like the first time I've been able to do something of my own work and have it spread everywhere. You know, you could only listen to the radio show when I recorded it. Um, you couldn't really listen it, listen to it when it wasn't live. So this is like a really great stepping stone and I'm really, really excited. Um, I just want to thank my family and friends who have supported me along the way, who have given me strength and all the encouragement that I need to get this thing going. I don't think I would be anybody without them. And just all of you guys, anybody that's listening for the first time, I don't know if you saw about it, I'm going to post about it on Facebook and Twitter and my Instagram and all my social media, but I'm also going to try to focus, oh my gosh, uh, publicize it on Reddit and other podcast sites so that people can find out and just listen. And I'm just really, really excited. So I don't have any like fancy intro music yet. Um, So if anybody wants to do that for me, please let me know. I'm going to take a sip because I'm really hungry and thirsty and I have my food here. So just bear with me. Oh, okay. That felt really good. All right. So let's get into it. I'm going to talk about. So, yeah, how this show is going to work is I'm going to talk about the five biggest things in pop culture this week. And then I'm going to take a break and I'm going to read some advice. But I don't really have any advice. You guys like I didn't ask you guys to send me anything. So maybe we won't do that today. Uh, but that, like, down the line, you could send me some things and some uh, people that you want my information on or what you think I should, uh, how you think their career is going or something like that. And then later, I'm going to send a letter. Uh, well, I've written a letter that I should have sent. I did that in high school. So shout out to Mr. Roberts and Miss um, G for giving me my own column and piece on TV 36 that really inspired me and got me to where I am today. Um, I did a letter that I should have sent, which is basically reading. <laughs> um, it's If you're not familiar with the term, like reading, like giving people what they need to hear. And I would give celebrities or business something that they should, like they need to hear. So I'm excited to do that. So let's get into our stories. Our first one that I'm going to talk about is Fergie. And now Fergie is very interesting because I don't know what she's doing. I, I, I truly just have no idea what's going on with her. So she released her album Double Duchess, even though it's really, really late. I, the first album, L.A. Love, came out in 2014. It was the la, 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 la. Like, it wasn't really on the radio or anything. It wasn't too big. It was kind of mediocre. They played it at, like, sports games and stuff. But other than that, that was it. She was rumored to be working on a new album with DJ Mustard. All, like, the major people in pop today. DJ Mustard, Dr. Luke, even though that whole sexual assault type of thing was whatever. But he would, you know, she was rumored to working with all these people to make all these really, really dope songs. And nothing happened. People were, like saying the Black Eyed Peas were going to get back together. I need to not do this and eat, because this is really, really hard. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> so people were, like, thinking, oh, the Black Eyed Peas are going to get back together, but that's not happening. 
she started her own imprint she was released from her label and started her own imprint on a label on another label called Dutch's music and that's why that's how it was released but it just took forever for this album to be released and you know guys all know Fergie glamorous um Fergalicious obviously London Bridge Big Girls Don't Cry Clumsy her cover of Barracuda like and then her songs with the Black Eyed Peas like I can go on and on but people were really, really waiting for this album. And I believe a couple of weeks ago, yeah, um, earlier in August, it got leaked online. So I heard it then. And honestly, I was really, really upset. Oh, no, she had that song Milf Money, too, which was supposed to be controversial. But it just got people talking. It wasn't anybody like, oh, like, Fergie's back with this new, like, sexy image. That wasn't what happened. You know, people were just like, okay, well, Fergie, she had a sexy video with Kim Kardashian and Chrissy Teigen. I think Sierra was in it too, but that was it. Like, it just got people talking, but nothing like, oh, we need a book Fergie on the show. Like, no, it wasn't on the radio because it wasn't really radio friendly. It was talking about MILFs and all that other stuff, which I guess is okay. Um, she did a couple of shows. So my friends and I saw her in Mohegan Sun last year. We paid only eight, seven and eight dollars for the tickets because they were cheap. Um, I knew every word to every song because it was Fergie. Uh, she did put on a really interesting show. She like scattered a little bit, like doo 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 beep bop da. Like she did that when she was trying to hit the high notes. She did a couple of flips. Like it was very entertaining. But I'm glad we only paid seven to eight dollars because I would not be paying fifty, sixty dollars to see Fergie. Like if I paid sixty, I would have been really pissed off. Uh, because she was just she was wasn't singing anything new and not like she had anything new except for the milf money song but that was it uh and so she, anyway after leaks and three years of waiting she released double duchess last week and i have to tell you it was very disappointing um even when um i listened to it when it first leaked i was like okay well this is this kind of sucks like i hope this isn't the final like track list like I hope there's more production that goes into it. No, y'all, it was really, really boring. She had a song on it with Nicki Minaj, and on the leaked version, she mentions mentions her relationship with Meek Mill, and that was two years ago. <laughs> and so it was it was just really, really bad. Um, she samples um, uh, "It Takes Two in one of the songs, which is all right. Uh, she did. There's no like london bridge remix there's nothing that reminds you of the duchess except for a song called save it till morning which is like the big girls don't cry of this album and i guess that's pretty good you know i don't really i don't really hate it um there's a song called um what is it called a life goes on and that was like the last single the most like the last single before uh the, her song with Nicki minaj and i really really enjoyed that one it was kind of like she released it after Donald Trump was elected. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it or whatever. But I really I really liked it. Um, but everything. And then the main thing also is that she talked about it being a visual album. Like it was a visual experience, kind of like what Beyonce has done with Lemonade and um, her self-titled album. So she released a video with every song, but she described it as an experience. So it's not like all the videos go together if that's what makes any sense they literally have nothing to do with anything and it sucks because when you buy the album it was like 14 dollars on itunes with the video you're getting like a, like it's 57 minutes about an hour of all these music videos and you're like oh they're gonna tell a story like it's gonna be interesting no y'all they have nothing to do with each other and it's the worst thing uh there's a song called a little work and that video was like 
10 minutes long and it's directed by Jonas Ackerland who did the telephone video but it's not good like it's not it's not a good video it's really really boring that I don't know if she just did this to sell music to get money but it sucks it's not important at all and I'm glad I didn't buy it like I found a link that somebody put the visual up and I watched it while I was on duty and it almost put me to sleep I, and then after that, like if you wanted to just get, you know, like something down your throat, she put them all on YouTube. So people spent to get this extra version of all the videos, but they're all on YouTube right now. So you don't even you can, can just uh, stream it for free on Spotify or Apple Music if you have one of those accounts because they're on YouTube for free. So Fergie, it's expected to sell. 15 to 17,000 copies, um, which is, I guess, good. 17,000. Um, you know, with streams, it's going to be included about 20,000 20, first week uh, in uh, consumption. Cons consumption. So good for her. I, I'm still going to see her on tour. But I don't know about these new things. She had a song with Rick Ross, but that was also sucked. But um, I, it, she reminds me of Gwen Stefani like just i think her time has passed she needs to make music with some of these new people like i need a dj mustard maybe a metro boomin producer like something that gets it going a song with gucci Mane, somebody hot like a fergie and fifth harmony collab would be really really good but she doesn't know her audience people aren't listening to her anymore all right that was story number one number two i guess i'll keep going with the albums uh miley cyrus's album younger now and demi, Lovato, demi lovato's album called um tell me that you love me or something yeah tell me that you love me came out and i listened to them both and younger now is one of the most boring albums i have ever listened to in my whole life miley cyrus really put me to sleep the whole album sounds like cracker barrel and um i had to, cracker barrel is a restaurant that's uh, like listen it's breakfast food and like it's very like diner and like down home country style things um i put that on my snapchat people snapchat story and people were like did you just call her a cracker and i'm like no i was referring to the restaurant so if you didn't know that's what that means um but the she had it was really like really really long awaited people were looking to a follow-up of her 2013 album bangers which is one of my favorite albums of all time it's hop hip hop no it's hop it's hip-hop pop um soul like she she incorporated everything into that album and this is the worst follow-up like it's such a downgrade um i don't know what happened to her in 2016 but um i don't know if she just stopped the drugs that she was taking if she stopped smoking weed or whatever she was doing and i read that she was trying to go for a more conservative look and that's what she got here it's very country and but it's just such a boring album like she on bangers her album in 2013 she has a whole song talking about like how she likes to have sex and do all these things and it's a really good song and pharrell produced it this one there's nothing like that. She It's basically a love album to her boyfriend, Liam Hemsworth, and that's all the album is, like how she's in love with him and she's happy and free, which is great. Like, if you're happy, that's amazing. But she wasted, I don't know, she, there was so much good potential. And this, it's just so boring, guys. Like, it's really, really boring. I don't, don't want to listen to it again. Like I said, I listened to it at work and it almost put me to sleep. And I was just like, you know what? I'm a Miley fan. She got my stream. But other than that, no, I didn't uh, skip any of the songs. I just kept it going. But this was, y'all, you talk about a boring-ass album. Jeez. 
Now, on to Demi Lovato's album, and I thought they would be, like, reversed. Like, I thought Demi's album was going to put me to sleep because she's she has had a couple of typical albums, but this one blew me away. She has R&B, soul, pop, hip-hop. She has everything on this album, and it is amazing. I'm thinking about buying it later today because I want her, like, I, she, I want her to get this money. Um... It's just, I wish she had another collab because she only has one with Lil Wayne, but like I would have loved a Demi and Nick Jonas collab because they're both really good friends on the same label. This album really knocked it out the park for me. She has, uh, one of my favorites is Daddy Issues, and then the last two songs on the album kind of go together, Hitchhike and whatever, Hitchhike and something, um, but it's just so good. I love it. So shout out to Demi Lovato. I think she should get number one this week. Well, Shania Twain also released an album. So if she is not number one, she definitely deserves to be number two because she deserves it. Like I put the whole album on my Spotify playlist and I'll link it to y'all on my Facebook. It's called Blackish and it's my favorite playlist of all time. About 350 songs. It has oldies, new, like it's amazing. So shout out to Demi Lovato. I really enjoyed your album. Miley Cyrus, I'm sorry. I'm never going to listen to it again. Okay. Third story. Uh, Justin Timberlake will be doing the Super Bowl halftime show. He's in talks to do it next year. Um, and it's really interesting because all the articles that I mentioned, uh, like that I saw, all mentioned how Janet Jackson's going to come to play. Because if you remember, uh, what year was it? 2004, uh, Janet Jackson was performing and Justin Timberlake sang Rock Your Body. And, the, you know, he goes, have you naked by the end of the song? And rips her jacket and her boob falls out. And Janet Jackson was slut shamed and she didn't, wasn't on the radio, wasn't on any like talk shows or anything. The NFL fined her or whatever. It was a whole big thing. And Justin really didn't get any part of the blame, which sucked because he didn't, you know, like he played every part in that. I don't know why he ripped it off. I don't know if it was a wardrobe malfunction. Yeah, it was called a wardrobe malfunction, but. Um, it was all the clips was on YouTube and that's how YouTube got popular because people were trying to find this clip, but he, um, Justin Timberlake is expected to release a new album by the, uh, next year, like beginning of next year. So it'd be good promo for that. But honestly, like, I'm really excited for it. I hope he doesn't do can't stop the feeling, but white people love that song they love can't stop the feeling so he might just you talk about trolls it was like can't this year white people just love it <laughs> um but so yeah it'll be there um jay-z apparently turned it down because uh the whole colin kaepernick thing and i'm really proud of jay-z like i knew damn well he was going to do it because the nfl and how the uh, how the nfl and trump were more talked about than um Puerto Rico last week from the president but this isn't a politics podcast and I'm not going to talk about that um but yeah I mean I think Taylor Swift should be there um because she even though she's coke but and you know the Super Bowl halftime show was Pepsi like hopefully she can make an appearance or something like that I don't know if Taylor Swift like got out of her contract with uh coke but because it is the Pepsi halftime show she may not be able to make an appearance but I hope she does because that'd be iconic um, I don't know what type of special guest that he would have. Uh, hopefully not Beyonce, because I know she's coming out. It's rumored to come out with new music next year, so I'm waiting. And I'm trying to open up a separate bank account so that, you know, when she's ready, I can just spend money on my tickets and go. I'm not doing nosebleeds anymore. I'm over it. So, yeah, uh, Lady Gaga did it last year, which was seen um, by 117, 117 million viewers. 
Um, yeah, it's for four consecutive years. The show has attracted higher views than the actual game, which is interesting. Uh, Britney Spears was also rumored and Queen and Adam Lambert. Just very interesting. Kendrick Lamar, uh, don't expect any controversial rappers because Ke like Kanye, Kendrick, Eminem, they would never, like, they would never let them. Um, maybe Chance the Rapper can guest star, but no, uh-uh. Uh, also, they said Pink might be interesting, but I don't know. I think Pink had, she has to, with this new album, that might be interesting. Uh, they were saying Justin Bieber, Rihanna. Justin Bieber and Rihanna would be really interesting. I would love to see Rihanna on that stage. Justin Bieber, not so much. He's kind of a dick now, so, eh, not really. But who would you guys like to see? I think they, Beyonce, I think, is good for the next, like, couple, five to ten years. She doesn't need to do it. Um, Bruno Mars had his time, and it sucks because that show was boring. Lady Gaga was also boring last year. A lot of people said it was, like, the best show of all time, and I don't think so at all. And I really liked Lady Gaga, but Joanne and Art Pop really ruined her last two albums, really ruined it for me. I think she's boring now. I'm sorry. Oh, well, um, so, oh, we're not doing this one. Oh, Kiki Palmer is going to be on the new Scream reboot with uh, Queen Latifah, Queen Latifah being one of the showrunners on MTV. Like the first two seasons weren't really well received. So MTV is redoing it and I'm really excited because Queen Latifah and Kiki Palmer sounds like a really, really good combination. Tyga is also gonna be on it, which I, that's not me, uh, that's weird. Uh, Twitter, is this the, yeah, is this the last thing I have? Yes, before my big story. Twitter extended its tweet limit to 280 characters, which is kind of stupid because Twitter is known for having 140 characters. And it's interesting because the reason why they did 140 characters on Twitter was because you can only send text at 160 characters before it went to another text when you have like SMS, like, you know, like how Android phones that. Yeah, whatever. That's like interesting. Um, so people aren't really happy about that it's you know it just seems like a lot they've been testing it with a small group of people but i've been seeing a lot of it on my timeline i don't know what i would complain about in 280 characters 140 just does it for me because uh, if it's i can't explain it in 140 then it's not meant to be to talk about that's kind of how i thought about it and i don't really see this coming as like a big i don't think it's going to be a big issue i think people just aren't going to like it but twitter changes shit all the time so we'll just see how it is um people were saying that donald trump's tweets need to be zero characters and i thought that was kind of rude uh <laughs> but this is not a political podcast so i'm not going to talk about that <laughs> um okay and our last big story Ooh. Cardi B, congratulations on having the number one spot with Bodak Yellow, okay? Um, Bo Cardi B, for you guys that don't know, she's a rapper, was born in the Bronx. Uh, she was a stripper and then uh, appeared on Love & Hip Hop, which is a show actually ran by one of my friends, that one of the people I graduated high school with. His mom runs the show, which is funny. I uh, tried to get her for an interview for my class freshman year, but he said that she was too busy, which is kind of a joke, but whatever. And so she got the number one spot with her song Bodak Yellow, 
it's been out since March, made the charge. Everybody's been loving it. You hear it in the club. It's just really, really interesting. So shout out to Cardi. Congrats. We love you. Um, and Cardi made history because she was her with she was, was the first female rapper to hit number one at the top of the Billboard um, chart. Yeah, Billboard uh, 100 chart. Yeah, Billboard 100 chart. Sorry. Um, since Lauryn Hill did it in 1990 yeah 19 yeah 1997 with uh what is that song yeah okay sorry i'm gonna say that over again cardi made history because she was the number one she was the only female rapper to hit the chart the top of the charts by herself like so there wasn't any features on bodak yellow it was just her being the first female rapper to do so since Lauryn Hill did it with doo-wop, that thing, in 1997. I don't know if it's 1997 or 1999, but either way, it's been about 20 years. I think it's 97. So Nicki Minaj hasn't hit it. Um, Remy, she hasn't hit it by herself. Remy Ma hasn't hit it by herself. Remy Ma hit it with Terror Squad. Nicki Minaj hit it. I don't, I don't think she's hit it. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, Nikki congratulated her. Remy congratulated her. Missy Elliott congratulated her. Uh, Taylor Swift sent her flowers because she beat Taylor Swift from um, the Look What You Made Me Do, who spent three weeks at number one, but went down to number three. So shout out to Cardi B. Like, we love you. Like I said, in New Haven, just the baddest. Um, so, I, like, honestly, congratulations. She's just the best. And she was only one of two rappers that, do, that did this. Now... Not everybody was happy, of course. Oh, it was 1998. Okay, she was the last female rapper. The last female rapper to have a solo number one hit was Lauryn Hill in 1998. Okay, sorry. Uh, since then, three other female rappers have managed to score a number one hit. So, Little Kim with Pink, Christina, and Maya in um, 2001 with Lady Marmalade. And then Shauna on Ludacris Stand Up. Wait, I move, you move, just like that. Shauna was on that. I don't know that was, I didn't know that was number one. That's interesting. In 2003, and then Iggy Azalea with Fancy in 2014. So congratulations. Congratulations. Anyway, not everybody was happy. Azalea Banks, who is the worst person ever on this earth, mm, the worst rapper, worst female rapper ever, um, talked mess about her on Instagram, saying that she slept with some guy that to write or to write it that she sleeps with rappers. It was just going off. Like Azalea Banks is one of the worst people in this whole industry because she never has anything nice to say about anybody, and people don't like her. She's not on the radio. She's not booking gigs because she's controversial and not in the good way. Like people don't like this chick, and for a good reason. So she was on Instagram. Cardi didn't pay it no mind. She just kept it going because. Cardi has a number one, and Azalea hasn't even touched the charts in, like, a year. So, that's the T. That's just the T. And so, we're really, really happy. Also, Azalea Banks apologized for Nicki Minaj, but to for them arguing over the years. But, like I said, nobody cares about that. So, those are our, our first yeah, top stories of the week, uh, what people were talking about. And we'll take a quick break and be right back. Okay, we're back. Thank you. Uh, hope you guys had a good break, as I did. I was eating. Uh, <laughs> got back on my food and it's tasty, so I didn't have to, like, keep bothering. Uh, like, keep going back and forth, because that, that would have been really rude. 
Um, I just um just for the record, I switched my Apple Watch face to Buzz Lightyear, and I'm I just I love it. Like I'm so in love with it. <laughs> okay, so this would be the part where. Um, I would answer your questions if you guys like wanted me to give any advice or something, but I don't really have anything because no one sent me anything, obviously, because it's the first episode, but I will give advice on those who are struggling to keep friendships that you know aren't going to work. Oh, I just burped from eating. Oh my gosh. I'm such a slob. <laughs> um, so I have been in it before where, you know, it's just not really working with some people and there's truly nothing that you can do about it. And I know it sucks. But honestly, move on. Don't think about it. You know, think like from this mindset, it, that person is going to if that person wants to spend time with me, they will spend time with me. You know, people will make time for the people that they want to see. And that's just it. Um, it sucks, but that's how it is. Um, I don't want to get too personal, too in depth, but maybe down the line on like another episode we can do that but um yeah just don't think about it too much and always stay positive and like i said make fine make time for the people that want to make time with you okay awesome so let's get into our third and final part of the first episode of damn it and my letter is to miss katie perry today uh, Katy Perry, as you know, is one of the most uh, popular pop stars in the world. Um, I don't know how much her net worth is, but I can check. Um, but I am really, really... <sighs> I don't know what to say about her. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say about Katy Perry. I was a really, really huge fan of her back in middle and early high school. And I think she kind of just lost her mind, if that makes sense. Um, she had her first album, One of the Boys, which was really, really good. Had teeny, uh, no, not Teenage Dream. Um, I Kissed a Girl, um, Humming, no, not Humming. Oh, my gosh, I can't even think. So, One of the Boys had I Kissed a Girl and Thinking of You, um, which are like, Thing of You is one of my favorite slow songs. Like, it's just such a really good ballad, and I'm obsessed with it. Her second album, Teenage Dream, had everybody, had six number ones. Uh, E.T., California Girls, The One That Got Away, uh, Last Friday Night. What else am I thinking? Oh, I'm, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. The one that, uh, whatever. But it was just, just such an amazing album. Um, oh, the first album also had Waking Up in Vegas. Like, how could you forget about that? And I was just really, really, really obsessed. And she has nine number one uh, singles. Um, she was, like, the most. She had all nine, five, yeah, five of them were on Teenage Dream that were number one. Okay, so it was five, not six, excuse me. Um, and then she, yeah, it, she was, like, tied with Michael Jackson to have the most number ones off an album since his, which was an iconic thing to do. And she was kind of new in her career, too. Like, been here only two to three years, but already had that level of success. She was just very, very poppy. She was just that one girl that you could go to that had all the hits. Like, everybody knew a Katy Perry song. Everybody knows California Girls and Teenage Dream. Uh, Firework, too. Hello. Like, come on. Roar. Like, that was, Roar was later on, but everybody knows those songs. Everybody. So her last album was in 2013, um, and then she had Prism, which didn't have that many hits. It only had Roar. I think that was the only number one. 
um she had birthday this is how we do that's where like singles birthday went on to do better because it was just a good radio single um and then she kind of just lost her way with this latest album called witness um she did not work with the same producers that she did before like there was no max martin or dr luke because dr luke was going through some shit but max martin makes all the top 10 hits did uh hit me baby one more time he did um backstreet's back he did uh shake not shake blank yeah shake it off and blank space like he produced it he knows how to make hits and they didn't work with them dr luke also made kesha songs but you know, that whole uh, sexual assault thing which was awful but for this album witness it was not good the rollout was really really weird she Katy perry would be like oh yeah i'm woke like this is the this is my album saying that i'm woke like look at how woke i am and that's not what she, it ended up being it was very technological it was very clunky um the first single was the one with skip marley bob marley's grandson and it was it didn't get a lot of good reviews i liked it not in the beginning but it, it, did, it did grow on me like i think it's my favorite off the album um uh yeah the second single was bon appetit with migos and migos is a hip-hop group out of atlanta um and they are kind of they have their own audience and if you're listening to Katy perry you're not listening to migos and if you're listening to migos you're not listening to Katy perry you know what i mean so it was very yeah they did the bad and bougie song and like i said they're just two different people very very two different people two different music styles like you just wouldn't collaborate with them together i think her label was just like migos is hot right now have them drop some verses and then you'll be hot but it didn't really work well and her last single was Swish Wish, and I haven't heard it on the radio. <laughs> it's a radio, it's a good radio-friendly song, but I haven't heard it at all. Um, I like it. I like Nikki's verse in it. Um, the video was a mess. I don't want to talk about it. I had a lot of cameos, but it was truly a mess. But this album was just so poor. She had a 72-hour live stream on YouTube that was disappointing because you just saw it. it was just really really weird and it sucks for i'm going to be one of the biggest pop stars in the whole entire world to releasing this album and it just sucked like all the critics were just like eh. and you listen to it and it's really really boring so she has a song called um save as draft which sounds like a bonus track but it's not it's like writing an email or something that you just can't send it's stupid it's really really stupid um she has so, a, a song called tsunami which is basically talking about her lady parts um and she's not subtle with it at all and you it's really just a boring album like it's not good for anybody um i listened only to it twice because it just was boring like it wasn't how i was talking about earlier about miley cyrus's new album being boring it was truly just like okay so what why like what is she recording this for like are her people going to listen to it because i'm not like you know like what why are you doing this Katy perry um i don't know what happened with her career i don't know if the microchip or something that was implanted to her when she first got famous fell out or is malfunctioning because this is not working uh my i won tickets to go see her so my friend marquan hey marquan miss you um her and we uh myself and i him myself and him went to go see it and you talk about boring so first off is that mohegan sun um, I was really, really excited because Mohegan Sun has the closest Krispy Kreme, <laughs> has the closest Krispy Kreme uh, donuts place over from here. So I was like, oh shit, like it's lit. I'm going to get 
donuts after like bet like i already had my money saved i was like i already know i'm getting a dozen for myself and a dozen for my friend like it's over so we go we park there's you know a lot of spaces to park because it's a big casino you know we don't have any trouble finding a place and then we see the like the arena because you have to go through the casino to get to the arena and oh my gosh t-shirts were $50 the most I've seen and they weren't even cute too like usually I'll get a nice little shirt if it has the tour dates on somebody I've only bought shirts legitimate shirts from three tours and I was the latest Coldplay tour because I won tickets to that too um the on the run tour because that was one of my favorite shows and the Taylor Swift wet red tour because one of my favorite shows and this one was she had a hundred and twenty dollars you can get like a nice little bomber jacket that says um swish swish bish or something like that one of her lyrics it was something tacky that you wouldn't pay a hundred and twenty dollars for um but she opened up with witness and she was in this like red thing and she kind of just looked like a demon <laughs> like she really just looked like something that was summoned straight out of hell and like she came in in this eye and there were just a whole bunch of props um the album was for the album was supposed to have like a very futuristic feel but for something futuristic there was so very like 80s and there were cassettes and neons and pastels and boombox and big tvs it was that's basically what it was it was a lot of that and it kind of just sucked um she did california girls there were hot pink flamingos that were nice like the stage was nice but it was just really really awkward because like you know, the, I, like I said, she had the album Witness was a whole bunch of eight, uh, futuristic themes like electronic. But for the tour, it was very 80s and like, mm, like you felt like you were watching an old, old episode of Saved by the Bell. And like the beginning of the years when they all talk like this and, oh, Zach, stop doing that slider. Instead of like the better episodes when Jesse's addicted to pills and I'm so excited. You're only, you'll only know what I'm talking about if you watch Saved by the Bell. Um... But so she had a big giant fly um, when she did E.T. Um, she did a cover of What Have You Done For Me Lately um, before she did when she was doing her after her song Bon Appetit. And only the two black people in the audience, me and my friend knew. Um, but oh, talking about the audience, too, a whole bunch of little kids. Ha it was a Thursday night and half of it were little kids in the audience, like had to be second third fourth grade maybe no preteens like 10 11 yeah 9 10 11 kids and i felt bad because they i didn't look at the set list beforehand so i had no idea but i felt bad but i was like if this is for her latest album y'all are not gonna know what song she's singing you know if i'm bringing my kids to a Katy perry concert i want her to sing war maybe part of me right away california girls teenage dream um firework especially firework and war like the number like the top songs that like i want her to sing and she did all those towards the end and even when she did sing them they weren't in their original form and i was like come on like she this she didn't do what i would have liked her to do and sing the song like originally you know add a little couple of beats but like don't change the song altogether where it does not sound like what it means to at all it's just you know no one really likes that um 
And then she had a cute impromptu phone call from her mom in the beginning, but it seemed very, very scripted. It was over Skype and it was like we had a drunk person sitting next to us and she like calls her mom and she goes, mom, and you hear her mom and she's like, mom, um, I have a couple people that want to say hi to you. Do you guys want to say hi to my mom? And the whole crowd was like, yeah, like the usual. But the guy next to us was like, no, sing. And I was crying because I mean, he had a point. Like I didn't come to talk to your mother, Kate. Like, I came to see, hear you sing and put on a show. Um, and then, so, then there was a, she had a shooting star, and, like, it came down, and then she pulled one of the kids, like, from the audience and asked, like, brought them off stage and asked her, asked them to make a wish. So the girl at my concert wished that everyone affected by the hurricane would be, like, saved. And that was really, really cute. Knowing my selfish ass, I would have been like, oh, I would like my college tuition to be paid. And Katie, I know you have a net worth of over $10 million, so let's get this done. Um, but I, that's rude. That's really, really rude. <laughs> um she it was it wasn't really personal it seemed like marquan and i were talking about it on the way home and it seemed like this whole thing was like a very children's television show there were big props there were big sets like big costumes it seemed like we were watching something out of pbs kids at 10 o'clock on a tuesday morning like it was very very nickelodeon centric like oh do you guys like if i do this and the technical difficulties were a mess it was the second show of the tour and she had too many difficulties there are our seats where we were sitting and we had nosebleeds we were up but we like saw the stage they were 200 about 200 a piece um, and I would have been really, really pissed if I spent $400 and there were more than one or two technical difficulties. There were one, you know, she couldn't get her seatbelt on and they were on like this yellow banana boat type of thing. And it wouldn't go up because she didn't get her seatbelt on and she had it on, but they were like, no, we're not doing it. Cause I guess they missed her cue. The second thing was she had to get, uh, she was trying to get there, when she did uh, Thinking of You, like acoustic, she was, planets came down from the sky, and she was on a planet that was supposed to go around the whole stage, but that wasn't working, so that was an extra 10 to 20 minutes we had to wait, it just had technical difficulties on the stage. Um, they had something just in case it would happen, so they knew that it would happen. Um, when she did firework, like there was a hand, and that was supposed to pop up, but that didn't work at all. Um, she did some new song that we didn't know, and she had wings and the wings weren't coming down and she missed her mark on a couple of songs. There were too many mistakes. <clears throat> um, now, see, I wish like the pre-show music that they had, I was reading a review, a review, uh, review at the first one of the shows in D.C. Um, and they had top 40 hits um, through the decades over like the 80s, 70s. And I wish we had that on our show. It was just. Uh, Bob Marley, and that's what they were playing as pre-show music, which is boring as hell. Um, and then the left shark from the Super Bowl show, which is like, you know, I, I, uh, eh, it's a gimmick. You know, the left shark, ah, oh, left shark, left shark, left shark. He came and came out, which is cute. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it was It was what it was. Um... But after I had this drunk girl hanging on to me when I was trying to leave and it was so uncomfortable and I don't know. 
Katy Perry, the last review, the last sentence of the review that I'm reading said, Miss Perry's music can be called many things, but it always brings together an audience of many different colors, ages, and genders. That would have been true three to four years ago. If you, t- I would have loved to see Katy Perry when she did on her uh, Teenage Dream tour because she was fun, she was exciting, and she had the songs that I know because like I listened to and were great. This one wasn't good. So, Katy Perry, I need you to restart your career. I need you to make some hits with some new people and not just new people that you think that your label is going to think that you're like new people that you genuinely genuinely want to work with. I want you to come out with um, some songs with Missy Elliott. I want you to come out with some songs with Fifth Harmony, maybe a new Nicki Minaj collab, maybe a Remy Ma collab, you know, maybe Cardi B. I want you to share a song with Calvin Harris and Big Sean called Feels. It's just great. Like, that is an amazing song. I think she needs to do more of those. Maybe a collab album with something. Maybe not go on tour by yourself until you have some test runs, you know, because I was really, really confused. If somebody at the end was like, oh, what do you think about the show? I would have been I gave it a solid five out of ten because I was genuinely confused the whole time. You know, is is it a future theme or is it an 80s theme? You can't have both, sis. Um I think you need some time off. I think after this tour, you genuinely need to go somewhere and not for like two to three years, like four to five years and just take a break and reflect. I don't know what's going on. I don't know if you know, you're not getting uh, the right attention from your boyfriend. I don't know if you have a boyfriend. I don't, I don't know, sis. I think you need to work on that. Cause this is a little confusing. I was very, very confused throughout this whole thing. And I know it's not your fault. No, it's kind of your fault. Um, I just need, think you need to break. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. I just think you need to revamp some things. Cause this era was a mess. I think you genuinely need to, make go back to making hits maybe work with some new producers like i said metro boomin like come on let's go like with fergie if katie perry and fergie went on a collab tour i would go buy tickets for that anyway that's not relevant though <laughs> uh katie i expected better and i hope i get better in the next one so let's get to work all right that is the first episode of damn it thank you for listening um shout out to my friends and family and everyone that i mentioned in the beginning i couldn't do this without you um um, if you're listening to this on google or itunes or whatever i'm gonna leave all my places where you can follow me and my social media outlets and my website and all that so you can send it to your friends and share and just thank you so much i feel like i should include my paypal on my bio too so you guys can send me money (laughs) um but I am just so, so proud that I was able to do this and got the strength to do this. I was really nervous and I knew I had to talk about my things, my opinions in some way. And I'm just really, really glad that I could do it like this. So thank you so, so much for listening Um, every Monday at eight. So get used to it. Make a reminder in your phone or something. But um. Thank you guys for giving me the strength to do this. I'm really excited and I'm really, really happy. And I will see you next week. Goodbye. Everybody, 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 everybody.